Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Friday. I hope that you had the most amazing week. You already know the drill. You know the week was long for me and we will get into what happened, what went down, all of the great things. But before I do, before we get into that, welcome. Welcome to the new listeners, the new community members that are here. We are going to talk about all kinds of things from mental health, self-care, what's happening on these internet streets, ways that we can live better, be better, and you know, just accomplish all the things. Now, with that being said, if there is ever a trigger warning, meaning a warning to allow you to preface yourself, whether you want to fast forward, rewind, stop, all the things I will always give it. In this particular episode, we do not need one. We are gonna be talking about some things when it comes to work and creation and all kinds of beautiful things, right? So thank you for tuning in. I hope that this is not the last episode that you listen to. We have, or I should say I have quite a few episodes. So give a listen. There could be something that you need when you're dealing with a friend. It could be something that you need when you're dealing with relationships and trying to filter that all out. Uh, Maybe you have a child and you're a parent. There's something for you. You don't have to have a parent or I should not say a parent, but you don't have to be a parent to listen to the podcast because they're not all about parenting. There's a lot of things happening on this podcast and I love it. It's called Conversations with Toy. Sometimes I talk just directly to you. Sometimes I have guests that we kind of talk with you. And again, I feel like when we have conversations, just like when you have conversations with a good girlfriend or an amazing friend, sometimes you can feel, walk away and feel completely uplifted. You know, something that you had on your heart that you weren't able to share with somebody else for fear of judgment. And I hope that when you leave this conversation, that that is the case. Every conversation that is brought to this podcast, I hope that it does that too. And I'm so grateful for all of the support that I have been getting. We are doing so well and I'm enjoying this ride. For you that don't know, I am not only a podcaster, but I am a blogger and a lifestyle and mental health content creator. So if you want to follow me on socials, you can go to Toy Time Blog. That's T-O-I-T-I-M-E-B-L-O-G. And you can find me on that that handle for just about every social media that there is. Trust me, there's a lot of content going down. I'm very proud of the things that I've been able to do and the things that I'm going to do. Listen, and I am growing. I am growing. This week has been ex- just absolutely hands down excellent. So with that being said, let's get into this particular episode. Now, if you are on TikTok, you may be familiar with this conversation, but I want to talk about some things that we can do better as far as how can we be aware when something is going wrong? How do we voice our opinion about something? How do we speak up for ourselves in a difficult situation? We'll get into that in a minute, but let's talk about this week. This week has been pretty busy. I've had quite a few media events that have taken place. I am grateful for them. I'm also grateful for putting in breaks. 
that has been something that I have been adding into my schedule. So if a PR contacts me and it's on a day that I have a break, I don't take it, meaning I don't go to the function. I just say no, I'm unable to do it or pretty much just say no because my no muscles work very strong. I have no problem of saying no. Why? Because why should I not be able to say no? Everything does not need my attention. I don't have to participate in every activity, every event. Listen, there's been and there will be and there's always going to be a continuance of amazing activities um, with different PRs that I've been blessed to be able to work with several, but I cannot attend all the events. I still have a life. I still have my own personal me time. And FYI, creating content at an event is not considered my personal me time. That does not necessarily relax me. Um, not all the time. I mean, I've been able to be around some amazing um, foodie friends and friends in general that work in the business. And so we have a great time. But outside of that, there's times when I'm not around them and I'm by myself just creating raw content. And I don't always get to fully engage and enjoy because again, I am still making content. And if you have any content creators that are listening, you understand that. It's like, you want to be immersive in the situation, but you do know that this is something that is going to be required. You have to put editing behind it. You have things to do and it can't always come with all the fun and, and all the goodness. So I say that to content creators, please find a way to relax, how to take breaks. I get it. You want to grow your account. You want to grow your popularity and not even really popularity, maybe just your name. Um, and I get that because I've done that and I'm still doing that but you've got to learn to put balance because you will burn yourself out. I don't understand how people don't understand that there's so many PRs. There's probably PRs. Matter of fact, it's not even probably for a fact. I know there's PRs that I have never worked with that are here in the Philadelphia area. Right. And with that being said, I can't go to everything. I can't participate in everything. I cannot indulge in all the things. And there's been some amazing things that have come through and I've just been like, nope, sorry, can't do it. I am staying committed and committing myself daily to be sure that I am saying no to the things that need to be said no. And especially if it's going to take me away from something that's bringing an income. If there's something on my schedule that's already bringing in an income and you put something on my schedule that doesn't, and on top of that, you're asking for a lot for very little. I'm, it's not even a probably, it's going to be a no, right? There's a lot of amazing PRs that they invite you to things and they don't really pay you. They don't really give you all those things. So you're kind of like working for free. Um, having a dinner, having some drinks or going to a show has been absolutely amazing. I don't regret it. I don't want people to listen to this and think that I'm like complaining or I'm like being stuck up. I'm just being real about the reality of it. You know, and there's things on my side that ends up, I end up paying for just to attend. You know, you got to park, you got to park in the city, you go park in a garage, you're paying for that. So there's a lot of different things. And, and, and even just with that, just outfits, getting ready, you know, moving my life so that I can accommodate that. There is a lot of time and energy that goes into that. We are going to talk about content creating. We're going to talk about the highs, the lows, and the in-betweens. We're going to talk about brand trips. And the reason why we're talking about brand trips today is because if you have been on TikTok or other platforms, you have already heard about the Tarte debacle that took place. There were two Tarte trips that went down and this last particular one, well, actually both of them have been really interesting. If you don't know who Tarte is, they are a makeup brand. And I'm not here to boost them. And I'm just going to be honest about this conversation because I don't want another brand to hear me and say, the second that we don't do something wrong, the toy is going to air somebody out. I'm not. I think that there is a right way and a wrong way to approach a situation. And we need to have a conversation because 
when you are doing what you're doing, when you have this desire to be a consecrator or you're an aspiring consecrator, whatever the case may be, you have to know that all money is not good money. You have to know that. There will be people offering you all kinds of things for exchange of a post or exchange of some type of social media presence. You better understand and get real clear about what it is that you want to put out because you'll have people knocking at your door asking you for all the things. Um, recently, we just had the election, um, the primary election here, and I was getting hit up by different um, candidates. And, and I'm like, I don't really want to go down that rabbit hole because not a lot of them. I just was like, I'm not really sure about their platform. I'm not sure what they're trying to even put out. And for me, I'm a political science major. I can study the politics all day long. And a lot of things that I heard just sound like, you know, pulling on the heartstrings of saying, well, we want um, less violence here in Philadelphia. That sounds great. But what was the plan? Right. And if I can't repeat to you the plan, and especially since I know how to analyze things that are being said, I know how to look at the numbers. I know how to do all those things. Your plan is not very clear, right? And if I was an average person who doesn't have a political science uh, background, who doesn't, you know, do all those things, I can imagine that nobody else understood that either. So no, I'm not going to put a post up um, just because you want me to. Um, not going to try to make money off of certain things that I don't truly believe in. And it's not a dick to any one candidate. It's not like one over the other. It's just, I just didn't want to go down that road, but you'll have people who are coming new in the game and they'll be like, listen, I'm trying to get a check. Listen, I'm trying to get my, my bag up too, right? I'm trying to get the things that, that I need to get because how can I sustain this business without it? But I'm not willing to sell my soul. With that being said, can we talk about the one aspect of the tart trip, which would be the second, um, tart trip. So there was a tart trip that went to Miami there, uh, some influencers were invited and there was a particular influencer. You can go on TikTok and get the nitty gritty, but there was a particular, um, influencer, a woman of color who went and didn't feel as if the things that the other influencers received, she, that she did her itinerary was different. For instance, if they flew in on a Friday or let's say a Thursday and they were leaving on her, her trip, I think ended on Sunday, other or Saturday and other people's ended on Sunday. So they got to do more things and all the, you know, all those things. The problem with that is that she felt slighted. She felt like, you know, this was not okay. Why am I being treated differently? Why is this happening? And I understand that I have been in situations as a content creator where again, my counterparts do very little to get a whole lot. I'm sorry to say it. And, and some of them are absolutely amazing women, right? Do not, or men don't, don't get it twisted to say that my counterparts are so, you know, they didn't do enough. They just, but what I'm saying is, is that as a black woman who is a content creator, there's plenty of times that I have had situations where I have found out on the back end that there's been content creators who did less work and got paid more and they required more work and paid me less, right? Let's just give it an example. Sometimes when you do content creation, depending on the company, they're going to ask for a real or a static post. They may ask for stories. Um, I am also a blogger, so I'm going to add that in as well. If they ask me to post on my Facebook, if they ask me to post on Twitter, every time I increase a different post for a different platform, that money and that price has to go up, right? But there are some who they'll just say, 
I only want you a static post and maybe one story and then that's good. And then they get paid way more with the combined, with the combined things that they have asked of me. Now, this is why I believe in pay transparency. There was an issue here in Philadelphia with a couple of influencers and PRs. And there was whole, this whole conversation about uh, being pay, pay transparency. What does that mean? That means we need more people talking about the behind the scenes without, without downing the company, without calling out the names of certain people, unless you are willing to carry that load. I say this, I'm always the type of person that if you say it and you believe in it, go ahead and do all full throttle, but be sure that when you put that company's name out and you go and you make that video, you make that tweet, you make that Facebook post, whatever the case may be, be very clear that your anchor holds that you are going to be okay with whatever happens. And so that's what happened. The influencer that went and felt like she was slighted, made a video with very much very, in my opinion, her concerns were, in my opinion, valid. Why was her itinerary different? Why were other people invited to certain things and not her? Some people would say that, you know, you should be grateful. Black women, um, black creators in general should be grateful for having a seat. But if the seat at the table is shorter than the other people, how am I supposed to sit at the table and equally eat? Right. And so that needs to be more of a discussion. I have found that I have had nothing but admiration for people who are able to speak up and speak out because not everybody is able to do that. Again, when you do that, you can and will be labeled as the bad guy. Why did you air out a brand? There has to be a certain level of, I don't even know if I want to say tax because then we'll talk about respectability, politics and all of that. But all I'm going to say is this, whatever you put out, out there and you're going to talk about a brand, you have to be 100% sure you're able to handle that. And don't just think about it from handling it from the point of the brand. There could be other brands that are paying attention. And this is why I say there's so many things that we can learn with the situation with Tarte. First and foremost, Tarte is not an an inclusive brand. They are a makeup brand who has a certain audience and they cater to that audience. I'm not even 100% sure outside of like maybe some eyeshadow palettes and things like that. I mean, if you think that their eyeshadow palettes are bomb or something like that, I mean, maybe, but when it comes to their concealers and anything else beyond that, they do not go up beyond a certain level of, of tan. I just need you to hear me. I'm not even getting into the browns. I'm not getting into the caramels. I'm not getting into any of those colors. I'm simply saying they don't even go above a certain tan. So I'm just trying to understand how are we having influencers that do not fit the mold of what this company has been putting out for years and we sign up for it. Now, with that being said, there are certain uh, makeup influencers that were on the trip, on the first trip at least, who, in my opinion, do amazing makeup. So I could see them using certain other palettes and things like that and they have worked their behinds to get to where they are, right? It's a catch 22. I just feel like there should be more conversations privately behind scenes to say, hey, what are we gonna do to change the persona that your brand has? Because if we're not doing that, then why, right? And so the second brand trip set off a firestorm on TikTok. And I'm sure on other on other platforms, but on specifically TikTok, for the, I think it was almost a couple days to a week and it was so much uproar because the second trip 
they ended up inviting, and I say they meaning Tart ended up bringing in allegedly two, two or three, or even more than that, some other influencers that were um, black and brown um, influencers. Um, I think one didn't even doesn't even do makeup, and the other ones, I guess they dabble in it or so. The issue with it is that they decided allegedly decided to go on. TikTok and other platforms and sort of make fun of the first one of the, the first influencer who decided to speak up. Now, how do you handle yourself with the brand when things don't go right or things don't go well? Personally, for me, I'm going directly to the brand, right? I'm going to find a way to call a meeting. We're going to have a conversation, right? I am going to do that because I believe in attempting to go in with some level of tact. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to speak to whoever my con my contact is in the brand and just talk. Hey, these are the things that I'm noticing. These are the things that are not working. How do I get through this? What can we do? You know, am I misunderstanding something? You ask the questions. Now, if after I've asked the questions and I'm not getting the answers that I believe should be done, then if I have a content creator, if I have a, as a content creator, if I have a manager, I'm going to let my manager go at that second level. If I don't have a manager, I'm going to let them know that I didn't think that this was this meeting, you know, resolved anything. It would just kind of keep going. Now, if after all of that, if after all of that, and you're feeling that you're not going anywhere, and I feel 1000%, I'm going to consult with other people. I'm going to consult with my other content creator friends. I'm going to consult with maybe another PR because that's usually my go-to. I will always go to another PR who's in the same field and ask. I am also linked with another network, which is She Media, and I can contact them and get resources from them to decide how should I handle that. Everybody may not have that backing. All I can say is this, talk to the brand and see where you are with this situation. But if you choose to blast them, hey, do your thing, right? If you choose to blast them, make sure that you're ready to handle all the things. Because again, just like with this situation has become a firestorm. Now in the midst of this drama, one of the particular, allegedly one of the, the influencers decided that they were going to, I don't, I don't, I won't say the word attack, but I will say highlight some of the other influencers or some of them weren't even influencers about how they felt like they were being mistreated and how they felt like they were being judged and begin to drop the whole, you know, um, conversation about because they were considered a dark skinned woman. I'm a black girl. And I didn't get that vibe that that was the case. I felt like it had nothing to do with colorism. It had nothing to do with any of that. It had to do with the fact that as content creators, especially women content creators, content creators, especially women of color content creators, we have to make sure that we are leaving a legacy so that the next person behind us can walk in without the issues. Right. And I feel like when we have a, when we have our voice, we have to use it well because Again, you want to be able to make sure that the next person coming behind you has the opportunity to do well and excel without having to, you know, make up for the bad choices and the bad things that you have said and are doing. This whole tart situation is very interesting. Um, I am going on a few brand trips this year and I will say this, how do I pick and choose which brand trips that I engage myself in? It's going to matter. It's going to come down to a few factors for me. Am I available to go to whatever the trip is? Obviously, if the date doesn't align and they are not willing to move the date and the date cannot be moved in its standard, that's fine, but there's nothing I can do. So then that's a, that's a no. If the date is aligned, 
then that's great. Let's talk about next level. Who is taking care of the transportation? Who is making the plans? Am I being reimbursed? And is the, or is, is somebody in the company going to take care of that? Um, how much money am I going to have to put out? How much money, if there is money again, going down, because most brand trips don't necessarily have money being exchanged. But if there is money going down, let's talk about, let's negotiate the, the contract. If there is no money going down and there's an ask of me, meaning I'm being sent on this trip, I'm going on this trip and they're asking for certain deliverables. Can I fulfill those deliverables in the amount of time that they have asked? If they say to me, the trip is three days and then when you get back, we're going to give you a three days to put it out. And I know I have my schedule is bombarded, but I can go on the trip. I'm probably going to decline because I don't feel like it's fair to go on a a brand trip knowing that they're asking for deliverables in 72 hours and know in the back of my mind that I couldn't do that or I couldn't do the content well. You have to be true because this is the thing. One thing I've learned in this content creating journey is whatever you're putting out, whether it gets a lot of views or not, there are companies that are watching you and seeing your consistency. They're seeing your hard work and they want to work with you. I just had two companies work with me in the last week and a half. I signed two contracts in the last week and a half. Matter of fact, I think I even signed the contracts technically on the same day, but was offered the contracts within the same week and a half. Signed the contracts on the same day, sent the contracts back. And it had nothing to do with if I have elevated numbers, it just had to do with my, my consistency and being true to my craft and being true to what I put out and being honest about the fact that life is great when you go to all these wonderful events, but then life is not always that great and things happen, right? So I stay true to what I, my path is and I know what I, what I want to put out and I know the quality that I want to put out. Can I get better? Will I get better? <laughs> you can bet that I sure will. But in the meantime, when it comes to brand trips, does it make sense for your brand? I cannot go and go to a brand trip and post things on a brand trip that doesn't fully make sense for my brand. Same thing that goes with content. If it doesn't make sense for your brand, either branch out and include other parts of you for your brand, or you're going to have to decline. Because again, all money is not good money. All trips and all the accolades may not work out for you. Yes, be excited that a brand reached out and want to work with you. The one lesson I've had to learn very early in the game that whatever is for me is going to be for me. So I can't get upset if something doesn't work out on one end because I've had stuff that didn't work. And I mean, truly had stuff that didn't work and didn't make sense. And I said no to, because again, I want to stay true to what I put out. And days later, I got another offer for something else that made 20,000% that's in my realm, in what I already do, in what I believe in, truly stand for And it made sense and it was a better situation. It was a better situation. Listen, if you're new, you're thinking about getting started, that first brand trip, regardless of how big or how small is going to blow your mind. Do you hear me? It is going to blow your mind because no matter how big or small your following is or your community that you're building is, you're going to say, wow, I'm so grateful that somebody chose and decided that I was worthy to be at this trip. But I also don't want you to, to attach worthiness. So maybe worthy isn't the right word, but they see what you're doing and they want to have you on there because they believe in what you're doing. It's going to feel amazing that first, that first, and maybe even all for me, 
I get excited for all the things that I, that come my way. I get excited to work with new PRs. I get excited to work with PRs that I already like. I get excited to do new things. I get excited to show up. I get excited to when somebody says, oh, hey, hey, toy of toy time blog. Sometimes it just is, it's crazy to me because I remember being the, the freshman, the newbie in, and I had no idea what I was doing and I was nervous. And so when I've gotten to the point where I've got more comfortable in my skin, I got more comfortable with my content. It just feels good to know that, yes, I can request something. I can, I can ask for something. I can email and, and, and make contracts. I can do all those things because I know that I'm working hard on the back end. What can you learn as a content creator or somebody who's thinking about content creator in regards to the foolishness that took place on TikTok? Again, I'm going to tell you to go back. All you got to do is put it in tart. You will find all the things that you need to find and you will go down the rabbit hole if you've never seen it before for the first time. So it will be a very interesting thing for you to do. What I can say is how can you handle a situation? Again, I'm going to always preface to go to the brand first. You know, it's almost like when you were mad at somebody in your school and you went to tell everybody else, but you never went and confronted the other person, it doesn't really have as much of an effect if you don't make sure that you speak up. Now, I'm not saying that that influencer that was involved didn't, I don't know what she did or didn't do. What I do know is that she spoke up for herself and I'm proud of her for doing that. And she obviously was willing to take whatever hit. These other people that got involved, it seemed like they, they inserted themselves into a drama that didn't need to happen. And that's exactly why as a content creator myself, I don't have time to attack these people that are involved because I don't know them personally. And honestly, you know, they got to fight their own battles. If they get quote unquote canceled with this canceled culture, that's between them, Jesus, and whomever they were working with, right? What I know is that every situation that I see or that I hear, there has to be a lesson. And the lesson is go to the brand first. The lesson is research the brand that you're going to be working with. Does it make sense for your brand? Does it make sense to work with a company that you don't even have a niche for and do all these things just because of the ask, just because you're excited. You can be excited. You can be grateful for the opportunity, but you can also decline, right? You can also decline. If I'm working with a brand that isn't inclusive, that doesn't even have a brown or black person on their con on their Instagram, on their social media presence, I could say, okay, maybe I'll be the first person to do that. I'm willing to do that. Right. But in the same token, I want them to understand that, listen, stop coming and asking for Brown people to speak up when you don't even have Brown people in your marketing strategy, right? You don't have marketing Brown and black people in your marketing strategy, but you want the black and Brown person to stand up for you and vouch for you. And that's not something that we're going to do, especially if I can't see how it can work for somebody else, because if they're just using me for the moment or they're trying to make a true change and how they're doing things, there's a huge difference between the two. And you better figure out which two you are on because this whole tart situation is messy. Now, how can brands, how can brands, work with influencers or bloggers or whatever and eliminate that first and foremost make the itinerary straight across the board make it straight across the board unless you have some type of celebrity influencer i can understand them getting something different but for the most part everybody else off or right across the board 
I've been on brand trips and everybody received the same goodies. Everybody had the same accommodations. Everybody had the option to, you know, eat at a certain restaurant or not, or do certain activities or not. It became a personal choice of the influencer instead of the brand saying, no, this is not for you. This is only for her, right? So make sure that happens. Also make sure that brand trips include inclusivity. There should be a sea of beautiful people at the table, literally at the table, coming together for whatever the purpose that the trip is for. It could still be for fun, but it still needs to come from a place of having a bunch of sea of different people coming to the table. There are so many beautiful and amazing influencers that come from every walk of life, from gaming influencers to foodies, to lifestyle, to mental health, to fashion, to all kinds of things parenting bloggers, parenting influencers. There are so many of us that come with so many things and the brand needs to know what is it that they're trying to do? What is their purpose for inviting the person that they're inviting? And you as a person on the receiving end need to understand why you were invited, what you want to do with this and how can this brand help to elevate your actual brand, right? Be very clear. Again, go back and go on TikTok, watch the the story unfold make your decisions according to what you believe so many people have wrote all these think pieces and videos on there and obviously I'm doing the same thing in my own way by talking about it on the podcast but I feel like there's lessons that we should learn from the situation brands have to do better they have to do better on making sure that they again are inclusive if they're saying that they're inclusive if you're saying that you're not you have every right to have a brand and only cater to certain people you have every right I stand 1000% of that However, you can't say that you are standing for everyone and then decide to not include everyone. Now, there's a huge difference. Keep your brand and advertise and and go for who your audience is, right? You know your audience. If that's who you want to market your audience to, then that's fine. But then don't say that you have other elements of your audience that you want to represent when you know you're not representing that on or offline. I want to talk about some things that happened that I saw on the internet streets. And if you don't know what internet streets is, that's what I call the things that happen on social media, regardless of what platform that they may come off. But Jerry Springer, God rest his actual soul. He passed away recently and come to find out that he fathered two black children in the midst of fathering these two black children, fathering these two black children, his wife, decided that he wanted to make sure that he was going to basically, she was going to basically blackmail him so that everybody else would find out that he had these two black children. I'm trying to understand, and this is this is the stereotype that, that continues to go on. If you fathered two black children, that means you slept with a black woman. And why is that such a bad thing, right? But people be peopling and therefore people are doing the most. And so he basically succumbed to the fact that he didn't want to be outed, quote unquote. I felt like that would have given him, in my opinion, I felt like Jerry was like the man for everybody. And I felt like if somebody would have found out that he had two black children, it'd be like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. Cause he's like, cool. Like why, why would that be a thing? However, you know, we got to honestly say that, I mean, hiding your two children, that's not cool. Now these children are a little older. They kind of grown. So in the midst of his death, he basically gave them his estate. He wanted to make it right. He wanted to right his wrongs. And I felt like such, I don't know if, I don't want to say it was a beautiful thing, but it was very interesting. And I was like, wow, clap, 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 because, you know, he got the last word. 
he stood by and handled his responsibilities. Now that doesn't say that he wasn't wrong for not sending up for his children when he was alive. I mean, come on, we already know that, right? But this man is gone. There ain't nothing we can do to drudge it. We can have think pieces on it or why about it. We can do all that. At the end of the day, he was wrong. He admitted that he was wrong and he tried to right his rights, right his wrongs. Can those children, are those children going to be, are these grown folks going to be okay with receiving the estate? I don't know. I mean, I sure I would be. Um, his actual other two children, um, didn't receive anything. Cause basically he felt like he gave them their whole opportunity, their whole lives because they were children of Jerry Springer to make the money that they could have made. And his wife didn't receive anything. So that's what it is. And those two grown adults now can do the, what they can do and make a life for themselves. They can do whatever it is that they want to do. Hopefully they use that money to build, um, some more wealth in their families and, and, you know, do well for themselves because now they have the opportunity that most of us don't get. We're not, most of us don't get generational wealth or anything passed down to us. And that's why it's important if you have a child now to do that so that you have something to give. But Hey, I'm all for it. Jerry, you know, I don't have no problem with no Jerry Springer. Like I said, again, it was wrong for what he did. And you, we can talk about that all day to, you know, we turn blue in the face. The only thing I can say is again, I always say there's always a lesson in all the things that happen. What is the lesson? First of all, stop denying your children. A lot of people deny their children, even some mothers. Um, stop denying your kids because at the end of the day, they're going to be your kids whether you admit to it or not. I am in the same situation myself. I am 42 years old. My biological father um, tried to, I mean, not even, he hasn't really, he hasn't even acknowledged me. He knows that me and my twin exist, all of those things, but he's doing like most people do. They want to deny and deny and deny. And it's like, even if he never accepts or acknowledges my presence, you know, it is what it is. And, and no, nothing I can do about that. Right. And there's nothing he can do about that. So that's one lesson. The other lesson is, is that you just have to continue doing what you're supposed to do. And, you know, eventually maybe not money wise, but at least something came about where they were able to at least have something as a part of their healing journey. Because I mean, if my father was Jerry Springer, and I found out, even if I knew, like, let's say I knew, maybe they didn't know, but let's say I knew that my father was Jerry Springer. He wouldn't even acknowledge my presence. And you know, Jerry Springer had, oh, he has some money, right? Because he did all the things. I don't know. I would feel some type of way. I mean, I feel some type of way with my father, my bio, not my father, my biological dad or biological sperm donor, whatever you want to call. And I feel some type of way. And I don't think he has two pennies to rub against each other. I, and, and that's not dig. That's not a dig to him. Not a dig at all. But from what I've heard from his, from his, aka my side of that family, it ain't really much I'm missing out, right? And I can imagine how I feel, and then imagine how they feel. Like that's that's powerful. That's crazy. So that's one of the things that I want to talk about, or we've already talked about on the internet streets. And let's get to the second story. Now, Beyonce is on her tour right now, okay? Everybody named Mama has been waiting to get back in them seats to see Miss, you know, the Queen Bee hit the stage. And I didn't get tickets. I'm really mad about that. I'm hoping maybe something, some type of Christmas miracle will come about. Maybe my husband surprised me and got him and didn't tell me. You know, I don't know. You know, it's still early for Philadelphia yet. I'm praying, right? But if I don't, this will be the only and first concert that I've ever missed of Beyonce. I've hit every last one of hers, including when she was with Destiny's Child. So I'm a little bummed, but we'll get through it. Now, I've been enlightened to see all the beautiful videos that's been on different social media platforms. And exclusively, I've been seeing them more on TikTok 
Thank God for those who are in the club renaissance that y'all are doing the God, the Lord's work by posting these videos, these snippets, these clips of Beyonce's performance. And because people are posting the snippets and clips of Beyonce's performance and those who have been there, there's this complaint that she's not giving enough energy, that the dancers are not giving enough energy, that all these different things are happening and they want Beyonce to do the what they've known for Beyonce to, have, to do. Another um, report is that she supposedly allegedly has some type of injury or had some type of surgery or had some type of something. And so she's not up there doing her normal, you know, 2000% of dance moves. She basically, in my opinion, from the clips that I saw, she's doing what she can do. And then the dancers are like basically bringing their own energy and dancing so close to her that it literally just kind of camouflages the fact that if she did have a surgery or if she did have some sort of injury, that it would make sense. I honestly feel like this. Now I'm not going to this concert again. I'm hoping that that changes, but I've been to every concert that again, that Beyonce has had. And all of the times that I've been there, her energy has always been a thousand. And on top of that, she's always been known to give a great show between costume changes, sets, um, dancers, uh, the background, the backup singers, all of the things that she does is a whole major production. And we all know that Beyonce, if you, if you, seen the Netflix uh show or her 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 de de depiction of like what she's going through and what she does to put a concert together Beyonce has put a lot of thought I'm quite sure because that's the this type of performer that she is so I don't know I don't know I do know that for those who got tickets I'm sure that they're going to be just fine I can't imagine somebody saying to the point where they were so disappointed in her performance that they thought that they should get their money back I haven't heard that I'm hoping that people aren't going to go there because Beyonce ain't giving you no money back. Let's be clear. Them checks been cleared. She been cleared. Um, but in the same token, everybody's all up in arms. You have to look at it again and see for yourself how you felt again. I'm just grateful to see what I'm able to see because until somebody confirms that they re actually got me some tickets, I'm on the sidelines. I can't even get in. So I'm just grateful for the stuff that I get to see. And again, for those who have tickets, especially for club renaissance, do your thing. You are doing the goods work. Send a clip, post a clip. We want to see, we want to see the things that we're not able to see. And last story from the internet streets has to go to Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon is doing his normal foolishness lately. I feel like ongoing. So, you know, he has a whole bunch of baby moms. I'm sorry. I won't call them baby moms, mother of his children. And he wrote them these handwritten letters to the, the mother of his children and then gave them all the wrong letter. My God. Um, I'm hoping that's just one part of their, of their mother's day gift. I pray unto the whole Lord that he sent these women something for mother's day because they are putting up with a lot between them being roasted and dissect and ridiculed on the internet on the internet every single week because of the comments that he makes he forgets one child's name he got too many kids you know how are these women like this and again these are all consenting women i have never heard anybody say that they were forced to do anything so as these consenting women i consenting women i will say that they they kind of took that lump when they decided to have a child or children with this man knowing that he already had a gaggle of kids however I pray he didn't just send them a letter and 
and mix it up and then that's all it was because I, I would be mad as a mom for Mother's Day that you just sent me this handwritten letter and I'm dealing with all the things that I'm dealing with and you have the money means and the capabilities like come on step up your game and I'm hoping that these women had some type of a great Mother's Day weekend because God Lord knows as a mom I'm a mom everybody's not a mom and I agree that every woman should decide what is best for them and if you choose to not have a child you are still a woman there is no um, prerequisite that you can only be a woman if you have a baby the people who think like that are trash they've been trash they're going to continue to be trash it is what it is you know it is what it is but I say all that to say is that as a mom I I want to have a good Mother's Day. I go out of my way to make sure that my husband has an amazing Father's Day. I make sure that my dad, I send him a great gift or I go and see him, whatever the case may be. And when I say dad, I mean my stepfather who has raised me um, the majority of my life. So let's not confuse him with the deadbeat because he is not. He is not one of them. He is an upstanding man because any man that will stand up for somebody else's child and take care of them and do all the things that they need to do, they are all right with me. Um... So, you know, I don't know. Nick Cannon needs to just, I, I pray to, I just, I pray to, to any, to the brown Jesus and the black, to the brown Jesus and the white one that this man will stop having babies. Um, I think babies are a beautiful thing. And there's been plenty of people on this, on this earth that's had 12 or more kids. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is Nick Cannon, by the fact that he's even sending these letters, the fact that he keeps forgetting his one kid's name or any kid's name, um, it, it literally just boils down to him being spread thin. You cannot father effectively from 20 million houses. You can't. You can't get on the phone and be like, because I said so. Duh, duh, duh. It don't work that way, partner, because you're not an active parent in the home every single day. Now, is he a deadbeat father? He's absolutely not a deadbeat father, not by a landslide. However, is he effectively parenting his children because he's spread so thin by trying to go from one house to one house to one house because even though everybody was like he should just have one big mother's day he was like absolutely not because he knows the mothers of these children and he know that's not going to fly therefore you shouldn't have had these kids out of these different homes because it ain't the will now many people will say well he's not the only one he's not he's not the only one he's not even the only celebrity look at neil neil was engaged to his first mother of his, of his two children said he didn't want any more only to go and mess i don't even know if he messed around with uh his his actual wife right everybody's making these speculations and none of us was there what i will say is that he married his wife and had three more children with her only to come to find out that he had two children on her while she was married to the wife so let's let's recap he had the mother of his children had two he had three with his wife who's not the mother of those first two so they had a separate three then while everybody was just trying to bring these two families together with between these five children remember he didn't want any more after two he then had two more on his married wife committing adultery and having these two other children that's seven kids to Nick Cannon's however 12, 13, however many numbers he's at now. So he's not the only person. And listen, in your neighborhood and your family, you got several men in your family who will go and have children out of several homes. It is the same concept. You cannot effectively father from 20 million homes. So I pray those women at least had some decent type of 
Mother's Day. I don't even know what they do for him for Father's Day. Hopefully do something, but God forbid you, hopefully this man gave these women a decent, however he can possibly give a decent Mother's Day. Because again, whoo, how do you pull that off? God bless him, those women, those babies, especially the babies, like them two, them adults, them women and him, they got whatever issues they got to work out. They got to get their prayer life together. They got to do a whole lot of things, but it's them babies. Them babies don't even get a chance. They don't get a choice. They just are born and brought here because people had sex and they had brought here, right? It's sheer madness to me. Um, so yes, that's what's happening on these internet streets. But I do want to end the podcast by talking about, again, mental health. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, I should say. Now we know that mental health happens every single day. There isn't a cutoff for mental health. It doesn't stop at the end of May. And then everybody lives life, you know, happily ever after. There are people who struggle every single day. Um, I have been very open about my own mental health, the things that I've had to do to help with that, whether that is get medication, whether that's therapy, whether that's having some plan in place for myself to become healthier, whatever the case may be, mental health is real. It is not a game. It is not a joke. It's not something that you joke about and you say, oh, kiki, 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 so-and-so was crazy. Um, none of those things because while you're kikiing it up, nine times out of 10, what I've noticed is those who talk the loudest about it and they say how it's not real and all the other stuff, they're the ones who suffer the most, right? They're the ones who suffer the most. And it's unfair that because you don't believe in something that most people have dealt with. And to be honest with you, I don't even know anybody who doesn't have something that's wrong with their mental health. And when I say wrong, I'm just saying that's troubling them. Something that's making them feel or second guess themselves. Something that's at times makes them feel like they're not in control of the things that they're doing. There feels like their mind or their thought process won't come together. I don't know anybody. I feel like everybody has some touch of something. So we don't have time because we should be focusing on ourselves and how we can get better. We should be helping those in our, you know, that we can help to become better. I don't know where we get the time to make fun of other people and their problems. Cause one thing I know is when you make fun of somebody and their problems, that mess comes around like a boomerang and will grab you, whether it grabs you directly or it grabs somebody in your family or somebody that's close to you, a child, somebody that you love. So I never want to be in this world making fun of something just like that, because I don't need that type of energy coming back and boomeranging in my life. Right. Mental health is not a game. It is not something that people um, can always just simply snap out of. You know, you people who, especially those who grew up in the church, like myself, think that you could just simply pray, pray it away and you come to the altar and you ask God to help you. He will help you. He did hear you. Let me be very clear. He heard you and he will help you. But in the same time, it doesn't always just turn around to where you just all of a sudden healed and you never, 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 never had to do with that again. That's not really how life works. We are human beings, which means we are you know, we have so many flaws and things that we're working on and working through. And one day you might be walking and healing for months and something can trigger you and set, you feel like you're feeling your setback when reality is just that it's just another level for you to climb or something for you to push through. And when I say push through, I don't mean the type of push through where you ignore that something really happens. You know, people like just push through. You should just be over it. That's not what I'm suggesting. What I'm saying push through is learning how to take care of yourself, learning about what it is that you need at any given moment so that you can do what needs to be done in your life. Those are the types of things I mean when I say push through. 
I am never insensitive to the point where I say, well, pushing through means you just get over it. You move on because I've had people tell me to get over it. Why aren't you over it? Well, you've been in therapy for so long. How come you're not past that? Do you not understand how therapy heals and how, how, how long you've been in the things that you've been in? If you've been stuck in your childhood trauma since you were a child and now you're a full-fledged grown adult, even a year's worth of therapy may not fix that. It doesn't mean that something's awfully wrong with you or you're not capable of being in a healed state, but what is a healed state? Being healed means I have the tools by which I can use for when this triggers me again, that I won't be, it won't be as severe as the last trigger. You get to use tools. It doesn't mean that the problems don't ever come, that you don't ever remember because you're in this world, you're in this body. We're going to remember things. We don't just forget. We can forgive, but people say forgive and forget. Now, you know, good and darn well, ain't nobody forgiving and forgetting. We may forgive. We may decide to move on. We may forgive and decide not to even have a relationship with someone, but you're never going to forget what somebody did to you, right? You're not going to forget what somebody said when it was that those words cut like a knife. Mental health has so many different levels to it. There's so many different dynamics with it. And therefore there's so many other ways to heal. Now I like to go to therapy. I like sitting and talking to somebody about what it is that I need, right? I like that. I need that. And I thrive when I have somebody that can tell me in a safe space, you're wrong. And this is where you need to fix it. Or you were right. And somebody gaslit you, whatever the case may be, right? I like it, but somebody else in my circle may not. What can I do to help them along in their journey? If there, if are two different paths and we have two different ways of healing, what I can do is be supportive. What I can do is encourage them to find what works for them. What I can do is give suggestions that may be different than therapy and see if they may want to take it. What I can do is not put into their face about when they've had a moment and they've had a breakdown. And so I want to bring that up and talk about them, right? I cannot whisper about my friend who I claim that I love. I can stop whispering about my family that I claim that I love only to find hurtful ways to break them down. Because when you are talking bad about people for no rhyme or reason, and you're not helping because you're not, it's not helpful. How can you support somebody even if you don't believe that you have a true mental health issue? What you can do is not speak badly about something you don't understand or have never been through. Let me repeat that again. You could not talk about something that you have not experienced and or down somebody because their experiences are not like yours, right? You could do that. That's helpful. You cannot talk about your person that you know. You cannot use their mental health as a weapon. I know for a fact how many people use, I mean, not how many people, but I know that there are people who uses people's mental health as a weapon. Oh, I'm going to make sure that I go to the courts and make sure that I, you can't get hold of the kids because you have a mental health issue. Now, there is a difference. If that person is going to cause harm to a child, please go to the court, do whatever you got to do to protect those babies. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who say, well, you know, she's going on vacation, so she's not capable of watching and taking care of those kids. When that same person had been watching and taking care of those kids the entire time and you get to come in and use it as a convenience, that is. It's something we want to avoid. We want to avoid those types of moments. We want to avoid it because it's unnecessary. 
mental health is not something that you can always just simply wipe away. Because if that was the case, somebody could have gave me a rag and I could have cleaned that bad boy a long time ago, right? A long time ago. Getting the tools that you need and understanding yourself really is the, the way to heal. That's been helpful for me. I understand why I feel certain ways during certain times of the year. I understand why when certain bodies, certain people say things to me and what it means for me and how it hurts me because it may take me back to a place that I haven't never acknowledged. Sometimes in my therapy, it's just acknowledging that certain things happen because sometimes you can cover up situations. I've had times when I've covered up situations and I've had a dream and I don't understand why this dream keeps happening. But when I think about it and I sit down and I talk with my therapist, I realize that something happened or that situation was just trying to remind me that the current situation I'm in is touching on something that I tried to hide. I tried to mute. I tried to act as if it didn't exist because I thought that would be protecting me when we all know it's not. So please take care of your mental health. Make sure that you encourage other people to take care of their mental health. Find ways to encourage them to find what works best for them. And if something works for you, please understand in this life that you cannot expect for other people to feel the same way about the situation as you do. Okay, that is all I have for today's podcast. I have enjoyed and continuously to enjoy all of these wonderful podcasts that we have I am super duper grateful for every listen, for every subscriber, for everyone who leaves a comment. I am grateful. I am never the type of person that is just like takes advantage of the situation. I am truly, 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 truly grateful for the support, the love, the encouragement. Remember, you know, I'm somewhere on these internet streets with my handle of Toy Time Blog. Find me, interact, raise questions do all those things. Just keep it respectful because we don't play that here. Keep it respectful. But in the same token, reach out. I will do what I can. I will find you a resource if I can. I'm always willing to help. I'm always willing to put out whatever content that is necessary. Um, just this week, I did a whole bunch of batch creations. So if you go on my content in the next couple of weeks and you see the same outfit, that's because we learn how to batch create. That means we do a whole bunch of content and we put it out and we release it in certain times and moments. But I find that I love that when I get into that creative space to do that, especially when it concerns mental health, especially when it concerns self-care, especially when it concerns encouraging other people, especially when it's for content creators to let them know that their work that they're doing is valuable. And even if somebody doesn't see it as valuable, it is valuable, right? And don't put anything out that you don't 100% stand on. If you have been invited to any brand trip, make sure that it aligns with the brand that you're creating for yourself. Make sure of that. Make sure that you understand what it means to be aligned with a brand. For instance, anybody that goes with the Tarte community right now, and we don't see no real work from Tarte on the real, on the real situation, I feel like it's going to be damaging to them at this point. It's going to be damaging to them, especially if they're a woman or a woman or a man of color, it's going to be damaging. So what I want you to do is this is a beautiful weekend here in Philadelphia. I believe there may be some rain tomorrow, but I think after that, we're going to see a little bit of sun. I don't know what the weather is where you are as you're listening, but what I will say is whether sun, whether it's snowing, whether it's, you know, whatever it is in your neck of the woods, what I will say is take care of you. Find one activity this weekend that really fills you up, that makes you feel proud, makes you smile. Something you'll say, I wish I had, I haven't done that in a while and I should do more of that. Whatever that activity is, 
find one of those and do it. Because why do we keep giving our weekends to errands and all those other things and not take at least 15 to 20 minutes to do something that we love? I'm not telling you to take a whole weekend. Everybody can't afford to do that. But take a couple of moments to regain your thoughts, to build your cup up, to build your self-esteem up, to give yourself affirmations, to affirm yourself. Because listen, this world is already ghetto. This world is already crazy. This world already has all kinds of things happening. And I just want us to find ways to live in this world and find ways to have joy in these moments. I grew up in a church and we always would hear people say that when they got to heaven, they would experience joy. And I think that's beautiful, right? But I also want to find some joy while I'm here to find that joy. It's a journey. It is not as easy as it sounds, but I want you to invest into yourself because you are worthy. You are worthy of that moment. So have the most amazing weekend. We will be back next week with an episode. I thank you dearly for tuning in, for your support, your love. Make sure that you share this episode with at least one other person. Make sure you do that. If you're not a subscriber, become a subscriber. Um, Yeah, and continue to share. I appreciate you. Have the most amazing weekend and you have been listening to Conversations with Toy. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.